Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Monday to you. New month, new beginnings, new season. That's right. Lots of newness right here with me on life, love, and liberty. Super happy to be back with you guys back in Productionville. Not that I need it. I love singing without any type of accompaniment. I've performed our national anthem pretty much internationally as well, but all over the country for our diplomats, generals, uh, ball games, professional ball games. Um, Love, love, love it. And they're always surprised that I don't need music. I don't need a lot of brouhaha. I just need my voice and I need a way to hear my voice. One of the hardest things I've ever done was singing the national anthem here at our professional baseball field in Atlanta in the new field. And it was so exciting. And thank God I had a girlfriend of mine who's a professional singer as well, who had, and who had done this type of performance in the past. And she gave me a pointer before I went out. Thank God she did. Cause I'd have been doubly, uh, just jacked up in the middle of a field. There's such a delay that you guys can't even imagine how much of a delay there is um, from the time I sing, oh, say. That takes about mm, two minutes and 37 seconds to come back to my ear. (laughs) And I'm waiting (laughs) to hear my voice come back to me so I know whether or not, A, I'm on key, and and B, it's time to sing the next line. (laughs) But she taught me how to just hold, you know, the Mariah Carey pose, I call it. You hold one finger, you close one of your ears, and you kind of cup, basically, you cup, you know, the sound in your own ear so that you create a little bit of of an acoustic version of a, of a speaker in your ear. Very important to be able to hear, again, whether or not I'm on pitch and whether or not it's time to sing the next freaking line. So... Um, oof, that was brutal. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. And uh, I think we were playing against the Cincinnati Reds. And that's when I fell in love with people from Cincinnati because you guys were just so gracious with your applause and, um, you know, just y'all were great people. And so, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but it was harrowing because, you know, there's no music. So there's, so there's no measure other than me, which is great. And that's usually how I like it. Uh, I trust my own voice. Um, I trust what I hear. I trust timing. I trust my pitch. I'm very close with my own voice. One of the things I long to do on my show is to reconnect you with yours. I want to reconnect you to the trust of your own voice, more importantly, the voice of God in your lives. It's very important to me. I um, learned at a very young age to trust my voice. Uh, what was harder was to learn to 
discern the voice of God. And something that my former pastor taught me was to, if you're ever in question as to whether or not you're hearing from God, you always measure it against the word of God. Like whatever instruction or direction you feel like you're receiving from, quote, God, short of a burning bush outside of your door uh, that tells you, hey, I'm God, and I'm telling you to do this in your life. Short of that happening, most of us are like, well, is that really the Lord? And in the day and age of dis and misinformation and our inability to really trust people um, with our with information, right? Information that helps us make some pretty important decisions for our lives. Um, it's it's crucial in this day and age to to learn to uh, fellowship and communicate with your creator. As a father, that's just my humble opinion. I think it goes better if you have a very basic understanding that God is your father and intends for good in your life. If that is your basis from which you form, you know, your um, religious understanding, your pursuit of religious understanding, I think things in life just tend to, I'm not going to say they go easier for you because they don't. And I think those of us trying to get out of, some some people are trying to get through this life without any conflict whatsoever, and which is really naive, and it's not very Christian. It's not very Christian at all. And Christians love to hide behind, well, Jesus said it was all about peace. And he did say to have peace with your brothers in as much as it is possible for you to do so, not to be a peacekeeper, but to be a peacemaker. There's a big difference there. The big difference being that peacekeepers are generally the ones who I will meet, inevitably who will tell me, well, our voices have been silenced. Well, why have they been silenced? Why have you allowed your voices as the church to be silenced? God never told you to be a peacekeeper. He told you to be peacemakers. The Bible also says there's a time for everything under heaven. Pretty sure the Beatles sang about that. So just in case there are some liberals listening who, you know, want to turn me into the Bible police, the secular Bible uh, polizai, I just warn you that that was a very popular secular song, and it's true. There's a time for everything uh, under heaven, okay? Right now is the time for us to know the truth. It's time for us to take our dominion back that was bestowed upon us as a nation of light, of liberty, and of justice, That is who we are as a nation. We have been endowed with those rights by our creator. Our national Bible, the Constitution, tells us so. But only 3% of those of you who are Christian actually read your Bibles. Just like maybe 1% of the population knows what's in your Bill of Rights. So it's not entirely difficult for someone to come along 
and attempt to assert dominion over your lives. It's actually very easy. It's an easy capture. We have been lulled. We have been in a national catatonic state for a long time. And on my first, actually my second stop on what is rapidly becoming a national tour of speaking engagements to various GOP entities and, you know, just residents who who would like some encouragement. Uh, it could be church groups as well. I'm open to that. You're welcome to reach out for um, booking information at Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And for those of you who had gotcha moments about my fees, <laughs> it's kind of funny to me. I quoted this outlandish fee. Actually, it was outlandish considering the state of the country that you know that we find ourselves in right now. But generally speaking, my public speaking fees are what they are. I don't apologize for that because it's my time. It's my talent. It's my work. It's my gift as well. So the Bible says a workman is worth his wages. So I'm not going to be shamed into or out of a fee for my work. Because why? I understand the dominion that I've been given over my time. And it's my dominion to determine whether or not I volunteer my time or whether or not I place a dollar value on my time and on my wisdom and things that I bring, my encouragement, my instruction. There's a value to that. And each of you have intrinsic value that you bring into your own workplace. And if more corporations understood the intrinsic value that their workers bring, we would not have a left side of the country and the right swearing to it that we need some form of national mandate for a minimum wage that, quite honestly, is going to cause the rest of the country who can barely afford to consume things they already consume to... uh, to afford them even less. But because we do not subscribe to basic economics, we just skip on down the lane thinking that we are just the sanctimonious social justice warriors of a dying economic front. I digress. Dominion. I spoke to a group of nine plus counties in Tennessee Um, that I I was so blown away. Uh, There's like 72 hours notice. I think there were supposed to be two counties and um, notification went out that I was coming to speak and they were so gracious with their time on a Saturday in the middle of the afternoon. And I mean, to have that many GOP representatives from nine, it was either nine or 11 counties, um, leadership, GOP leadership, some brand new, Others who, you know, were towing the line for years. You had Tea Party leadership as well, a prior, previous, uh, you know, the Tea Party originators, if you will. Lovely group of people, very honest, very frank, very concerned for their country, and believed the lie that we have two years before we lose our country. That is a lie. We don't have two years before we lose it. We have to get honest about where we are right now. If you listen to President Trump at CPAC yesterday, you'll know 
especially where our poorest border is concerned, you'll know that we have already lost uh, the country. I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm not a negative Nelly. I'm not a Debbie Downer. I am the stink in the room sometimes that that no one likes. I'm the light that everyone says they want until you show up and you tell people the truth of a situation. And some people are ready for it because they're like, hey, you're right. We we can't, we cannot, we cannot head in the right direction until we realize that we're going in the wrong direction. Right? That's just basic GPS uh awareness. That's just your and right now we need a geopolitical uh, awareness uh, evaluation of where we are as a nation. Uh, every single thing that President Trump listed yesterday in his speech as to what Joe Biden, and not alone, I might add, has attempted to undo in the way of all the good that was done, all you have to do is look around and see that our country is actually, literally in free fall at the moment. And again, I say this as a hope bearer, as um, as a light bearer, right? As a liberty bearer. Um, and the only way for us to become liberated is understand how we got here, to admit that we got here, understand how we got here, and attempt to get out of this way of thinking, looking for every nuance, every hint, every cryptic post, every, you know, some of you have accused me of giving you false hope that President Trump was going to descend, you know, into the Oval Office, evil Knievel style on March 4th. I have alluded to, in fact, that I don't understand why the hotel prices are triple what, or gosh, 10 times more what they normally are on March the 4th in Washington, D.C. I have no idea why that is. I am just as privy to the cryptic information as you are. I don't know. I don't know who Q is, what Q is, what an anon is, what an anon is, a Q anon, you know, anon Q, an RST. I have no idea if it's one person, 10 people, if it's the CIA, the FBI, if it's a little band of leprechauns. I have no clue, none whatsoever. I have my own theories, but theories are not going to help us move forward, are they? No, it is going to completely continue to fracture the psyche of the American people. And believe me when I tell you, after yesterday's speech, more than ever, people's psyches are one of two things. Really excited, and they're holding on until March 4th, or they're very fractured because they felt like what they got yesterday from the president was was a report a State of the Union address of the obvious. Although there were no clues left for some as to what do we mean by the best is yet to come. Okay, so are the fringes on the flag? I mean, some people were like, I mean, people are looking at fringes for God's sakes. You're looking at the flags. This isn't a military flag. Are we still a corporation? Are we no longer a corporation? I mean, there's any number of things floating around. As for me and mine, I don't have those answers. So the best thing I can do for you is suit your wounds because you're bleeding. And some of you are about to bleed out. When I met with these, we'll just say 10 
GOP leaders from Tennessee, from the great state of Tennessee. I love Tennessee. I'm actually considering a move to Tennessee. Um, I love Tennessee. I love the people of Tennessee. I have great friends in Tennessee. Not a big fan of your Democrat-run cities because I've got my own zoo going on here. Um, But these folks were hopeful, yes, but they understood the gravity of the situation and everything from, God, we don't even feel comfortable talking to our grandkids anymore. They think we're stupid. They're always in their phone. The schools have to teach more about the Constitution. We had a lovely lady there who is um, a part of a nonprofit that hands out, gosh, I want to say they're up to a million constitutions that are handed out to um, to uh, to schools. They have a, they have a working agreement with the uh, public school system of Tennessee um, and for, for, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'll, I'll give you guys the, uh, the name of this organization tomorrow. It escapes me. I couldn't wait to get on the microphone as soon as I got in today to just go ahead and have a nice conversation with you, uh, in the comfort of my own zoo. So, but they do a wonderful work of handing out pocket constitutions to kids and they've got an agreement with the public school to do so. But here was my admonition to the grandparents and the parents in the room if you don't know your constitution, if you're not sitting down with your grandchildren and having story time with them, a lot of you are war veterans. Why are you not sharing the importance of protecting the nation's borders? Are you ashamed of your service? I'm serious. Are you ashamed of, of, of things that you did during a wartime? Because it was war, whether it was Bush's lust for oil or some man-made, you know, manufactured um, uh, disturbance, and, and, and you were flown in to contend with that, and bombs were dropped, and kids were shot, and dogs were eaten, and, you know, whatever happens during wartime, because, you know, all is fair in love and war. It's war. It's not meant to be romantic. We make movies about it. Hollywood, you know, has just whitewashed it and scrubbed it up and made it look good. And we all like, yeah, we're warriors. You know, we're in our living rooms. Hell, we can't even get out past our computers. We can't even get out and rock a vote without somebody incentivizing us or dropping off an illegal ballot box. You want to talk to me about being patriots? And so for those of you who have worn the uniform, I don't care who told you to go. If you went under someone else's authority, over under someone else's dominion, that's where you're supposed to be. And you did what you did. And you don't think God understands the motives of your heart? Come on. You're sitting around with a gun in your hand or a bottle of pills, a bottle you're alienated from your family, your friends, you're sick, you're overweight, you're depressed, you feel like shit about yourself, excuse my language, you can't even look in the mirror without hating yourself, Satan's literally camped out in your psyche and in your soul, for what? Because you served your nation? Come on. Come on. Why aren't you talking to these babies about your service? Why aren't you talking 
about some of the things that you've seen age appropriate, of course. Why won't you step out of the guilt that Satan riddles your life with and and give God glory for the fact that you you took instruction, you you did what you were told to do, and you did it under the guise of freedom and wearing the flag of what I still believe is the greatest nation on earth. You have nothing to be afraid, ashamed of, dear sir or ma'am. Nothing. You have nothing to apologize for. You have nothing to be ashamed of. So I want to encourage you to tell stories to your grandkids, to your children. Get involved in your public schools or your churches. Sit down with that Constitution and tell stories about why that Constitution is so important. They're not going to remember that, you know, the first, second, third, they're, they're just, that's not how these children this day and age relate. They relate to you. They want your old wrinkly self to sit down and take the time with them, even though they look at you like you're stupid. They may even tell you you're dumb. It just depends on how crappy the parenting has been that allows them to watch things that demoralize people and disrespect their elders. So what? Show up anyway. Sit down and have the conversations anyway. We don't need a civil war in this country. We need you to civilly begin warring for your families. That is your responsibility. That is not a nonprofit's responsibility. That is not a government school's responsibility. That is not your church's responsibility. That is not your politician's responsibility. That is not the VA's responsibility. It is yours. You have been given dominion over your families. You have been given dominion over the soil of this country. And when I hear church people admit and confess, and God bless them for doing so, that they feel like they have betrayed their first love in the way of God and representing God in this earth and in this country, I have to say amen to that because we have. We have abdicated our God-given dominion to the devil and his forces in this country. And if you don't believe me, check out the executive orders, whether they're fake or straw or toilet paper or or kitty litter liners, whatever you want to call old Joe Biden's executive orders, whatever you want to call them, they are now in the process of being enforced. Your dominion has been taken from you mainly because you didn't even know you had it. It's kind of like some of you guys have lost your spouses because you didn't nurture the field that you were given to tend. And some of you just didn't have the skills to do it. And then some of you just married crappy people. That happens too. So, you know, there's that. Some people are just cheaters. Other people just die a slow death of neglect. We abdicate our dominion. There are offices in this life that we have dominion over and we're entrusted with. I'm not talking about oppression. 
I'm not talking about marital slavery or bondage. I'm talking about dominion in the spirit realm of you have been charged as a husband or wife with the office of being a husband or wife. What does that mean? Look to your Bibles. You don't need a Beth Moore study to tell you how many times to get it on in your marriage or whether or not you should or whether or not you should pray beforehand or what Abraham did in the desert. Some, I mean, your marriages are literally in the desert and you're still doing studies on, you know, what the three wise men did, what they ate before they trekked to meet Jesus. I mean, listen, I'm not, I understand instruction. I love it. It's great. But can we please get back to the basics of why the hell we are in the situation we are in right now in this country? Can we please just do that? Can we get honest? Our families are in the toilets. Our kids are in the toilets. You're walking around with two and three masks on your face, and you're not saying no. I just got blessed out in a Publix here in the city of Atlanta by some half-baked, has-been, used car salesman, sports uh, entertainer, sports guy, a sports reporter, who saw me in Publix without a mask, and, and who was wearing his. And looked at me and said, oh, did you forget your mask? I'm like, no. Oh, okay. So you're endangering the rest of us. Thanks. Good luck with that. I was like, well, fun fact, science major. I mean, I know dribbling, dribbling a basketball can be a little rough on the brain, but, you know, let's start with basic science and the molecular structure of, of a spore of a virus. And you tell me whether or not your mask or your double mask works and whether or not the fact that I have a mask and you do or I don't. And what? what? You're wearing a mask and you're accusing me of endangering your life. I mean, y'all, this is where we are. We have literally hit a new low of dumb as it pertains to Dr. Death Fauci and this craziness that comes out of his face on the daily. And some of you believe it. Matter of fact, a lot of you do. And if you don't believe it, you're still complying with it. Telling you, man, we need to grow a spine like the Italians. They're like, forget this crap. We're opening our businesses and you can't shut us all down. So there. And maybe you do take some business owners to jail. Maybe you do shut off the electricity. That's fine. Show up with some good old fashioned briquettes and a grill and some candles Y'all better get defiant in terms of what you're going to continue to tolerate. I'm not talking about taking to the streets with weapons or looting and loyal. No, no. So whatever. Nice try. That's not what I'm talking about. But the defiance to bow to Satan needs to begin in your own mirror. And the church has done a really bad job of lying to you guys. And I'm sorry. On on behalf of the kingdom that I belong to and the body that I'm supposed to be a part of, I want to apologize to you, America, my American Christian brothers and sisters, and to my American patriots and friends who are not Christians. We, We have done the country a grave disservice as a body of liberty and justice. We have become cowards. We are secular. We are half-baked. We do not know the truth. We have commingled the truth with lies. And then we look to the government to save us like everyone else. 
We've become spiritually slothful and illiterate, and I'm really sorry. And I just ask for your forgiveness. And I personally have had to repent as well for setting up my own idols in this desert that we find ourselves in. I admitted that in front of these folks. And the admonition I left them with was, this is your country. You have dominion, God-given dominion over your cities, your homes, your own mirrors, your cities, your counties, your states, and federally as well. And I see where in Missouri you've got sheriff's associations who are now passing resolutions in their respective counties saying, you know what, the feds are not coming in here to take our weapons. And as a matter of fact, if we see you coming in to take our weapons or our ammunition or attempting to tax us, you are going to get the boot out of our county because we have that authority. Some of you guys need to be looking into that in your respective counties. Your sheriffs have a lot more authority than you realize. Have you ever tried to oust one? Good luck with that. It's like a lifelong position. (laughs) And some of them need to go. And others are great. Matter of fact, many of them are great. Great men and women. And that's something for you to look into. There was something else that I passed along today. Other resolutions are coming forward. In different states, I want to say it was Arkansas. And this was not Second Amendment uh, related, but they are dealing with their own elections issues, uh, dealing with, you know, here in the state of Georgia, I think people are attempting to create um, uh, grand juries. And I've I've got to go over this information that people graciously sent me uh, last week with regard to the process of doing that. And I believe you have to have either a state senator or representative who will Um, lead the charge for the public banding together in order to create uh, a a grand jury with regard to voter uh, voting irregularities and fraud that people literally saw with their own two eyes. I mean, I see where the Supreme Court has basically just taken a giant dump on every one of you and your votes. And if you're on the left, they dumped on you too, by the way. Because if they won't take up the cause of, of, of a legitimate election, they're not taking up the cause for you either. This is not a Republican issue. This is a liberty and justice and due process issue. There are thousands of affidavits, thousands. So while some people are celebrating, and some of you GOPers are celebrating too, because you're like, see, we told you, Sidney Powell's cases and Lynn Wood's cases, you know, they didn't grant cert and they're not going to take the cases up. Yeah, right. But another, but they are going to take up cases from a Democrat complaint because, you know, there's just, the, there's unfairness because of systemic racism in voting. I'm sorry. Where's the unfairness? You're collecting ballots and, and counting ballots after the election day. You've set up illegal ballot boxes. There, there's no chain of command. There, there's no, there, there, there's none of that that's, that is, falls within the purview of current law. There's no ID that's been required with your absentee ballot that's checked. If it is required, people have confessed that they weren't checking it and actually filled it out themselves. We found ballots that were shredded in the state of Georgia. You're, I'm sorry. Who, who exactly has been left out? You could vote until 11 p.m. You had more than ample time. So You had Sundays to vote, for God's sakes. You had so many ways to vote. But the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, what a joke. Supreme? 
There's only one decent human being on the Supreme Court at this point, and that would be Justice Clarence Thomas. And what kind of poetic justice is that? After the hell they gave that man. I mean, you cannot even make this stuff up. You just can't. We're watching the takeover of our country. You don't have two years to save the nation. Your goal right now needs to be reclaiming your dominion. So, if you're asking for direction from the Lord, when you sit down and you're, and you're praying about something specifically, the Word says to write down the vision so that you can run with it. You can see it plainly. Write it down. Write down your plans of your own household first. Remember, we cannot take the country back without first addressing our own mirrors. Things have to be in order. God is a God of order. He's not going to bless our efforts by getting out here and half-baked, trying to take the country back from a spiritual stronghold. This isn't a Democrat stronghold. This is a spiritual stronghold, Ephesians 6 and 12. You don't think the devil's been granted, you know, permission? Of course he has. We're getting our butts kicked right now with a godly intention. I got to tell you, I know, I I know it feels like we were stolen and we were, things were stolen. But if it, if that's what it took for us to open our eyes to what we've willfully abdicated, then that's just what it took. So I want to encourage you tonight when you're wondering, did God, is God telling me to do something? Is he asking me to run for office? Is he, you know, I want to start, I want to get you to start with this. Is your house in order? Is your home in order? In the way of mother, father, or single mother, father, whatever. Is God at the head of your household? Is the word of God a light, a lamp unto your feet? Do you understand the harmony of the scriptures? Do you believe that God is a good God? He is not out here ready to send all of us to hell. And we better pray that Jesus does not come back anytime soon because we're not ready. And for those of you championing, well, I'm ready. Are you sure? What are you doing to take our dominion back? You just sitting online bitching about everything? Well, Monica, you and Lynn lied to us about, you know, you said that, I never said President Trump was, first of all, you got it wrong when you accused me of saying that President Trump was going to be reinstated. I never said he was going to be reinstated because I never said he left office to begin with. I have never accepted the Biden administration, nor will I. That's like some man trying to claim that he's my father and he didn't give birth to me, nor did, nor did he adopt me. He's an illegitimate president, and that's not hyperbolic speech. That is not me saying hashtag resist Biden. No, I'm telling you all to hashtag resist lies. And the more you say the Biden administration, President Biden, the more you submit yourself to the lie. And the Bible tells us to resist the devil, submit yourself to God. Here's the order. When you're wondering whether or not you should do something according to the word of God, here it is. You ready? 
Here's the order of God. Submit yourself to whom? God. Then do what? Resist the devil. Then what happens? He flees. There's your battle. Submit to God. Resist lies. Submit yourself to the truth. Submit yourself to the truth. Resist lies. And the liar will flee. That's the order of which we are called to live. It's really hard. I'm not going to lie. I'm not very good at it either some days, but that's the order. And so when I'm out here speaking with GOPs, I, what I'm finding it is a battlefield laden with bleeding patriots. And I love you all so much. And I'm tired of seeing you run over and you laying yourselves down on the field for him to run over you again with more lies, with the Democrats to run roughshod and the GOPers, the never Trumpers, you know, well, this is just the way we're going to do it. You know, send us $29.95. We're going to make sure that we take the GOP back. Does that even sound plausible to you? If you're listening to my show, you're not a dummy. If you're listening to my show, you probably have discernment. So does it sound remotely plausible that you can just skip on to move on? Hashtag move on from 2020. Nothing to see here, but let's use the same voting machines and let's use the same technology all the way around. And let's use the same losers that got us into this crap to begin with. Let's just keep them because, hey, at least we know those devils better than the ones we don't know. Welcome to the state of Georgia. No, thanks. No, no. Jesus died on the cross for us to live liberated. And the only reason that this country has sustained herself to the extent that she has by the grace of God, we say these things and we don't believe them. The grace of God, okay, late pastor taught us, the grace of God can mean a couple of things. Grace means unmerited favor in one regard. Grace also means the ability to understand the things of the kingdom of God and to implement them. Here in this earth, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Where? Thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is where? In heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Who is our bread? the Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not to temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. For whose is the kingdom and the power and the glory? God's. In the name of whom? Jesus. Sealed in the blood of whom? Jesus. Amen. Y'all better get it together in understanding who you are and whose you are. You keep emailing me, asking me what you can do. That's the birthplace of taking our country back. It has to start there. There's nowhere else for it to begin. I am taking your emails and uh, requests to come and visit. We can work out the details whenever we speak. I am not charging speaking fees, by the way. This is my God-given just duty to come and speak with you guys. I do have some details to tend to, but I'm here to encourage you. That's what I do. I'm here to love you. I'm here to lead the charge. 
for us taking our dominion back. That's what I've been called to do. And I hope you'll join me. I love you. You can follow me everywhere. Bring other people with you. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. Oh,